This is the EMG Podcast Spotlight Interview with your host, Mike Saulpaul. According to the Journal of Research and Personality, creative people don't just bring a different perspective to things, they genuinely see things differently than the average individual. In this week's Spotlight interview, I sit down with EMG's creative director, Hayes Walsh, who is definitely the living embodiment of this statement. Only 22 years old, Hayes' creative flair and technical ability has landed him work with some major brands and businesses. I met Hayes um, a little over a year ago, and though we didn't know it at the time, we would venture into uncharted relationship territory together, the mentor and the mentee. Equal parts rewarding and frustrating, we've been able to forge a path forward while turning out some really great work. I wanted to explore his feelings on the matter because we had never openly stated or discussed it before. During this podcast, we get glimpses into his fascinating mind, unexpected worldliness, boyish charm, and a snapshot of a young man trying to figure it all out while seeing the world differently. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Spotlight interview. My guest this week is the EMG creative director, Mr. Hayes Walsh. Hayes, how are you this I'm evening? Great. How are you guys doing? Oh, you can't respond. <laughs> how are you, Mike? How are yeah, you? no, I'm doing. I'm doing well. Good. I'm doing really good. So, um, Hayes, we're going to go into how you and I met and uh, sort of our relationship. But I always ask this question to start. Tell the people a little bit about you, who you are. Give me uh, Hayes Walsh in a soundbite. <laughs> I was obsessed with magic as I was a, as a kid. <laughs> I was obsessed with a lot of things as a kid. <laughs> That's a very strange <laughs> opening. All right, go uh, on. Go on. Sorry. How I think of myself is in these phases throughout my life of being obsessed with certain things, mm-hmm. whether that be like animals <laughs> or magic. What phase are you in right now? Film. Okay. In video. All right. Do you see yourself growing out of that? No, but I think it's important to acknowledge that people exist in phases and there's some kind of underlying current within all of those phases in, in your life. So I think it's all kind of connected in a strange way. Hmm. But maybe maybe film and video is where it all comes together. Well, I think it allows you to tie in those phases. <laughs> I like how the question was. <laughs> yeah, I said, give me you in a soundbite, and you've given me your outlook I, I, on the universe. Yeah. Uh, I'm a kid who was... Was born in Georgia, raised in New Jersey. Were you born in Georgia? Yeah. I didn't know that. Do, how long did you live there for? Like a year and a half. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Georgia Peach. That's yeah. What they call yeah. So they call people down there. Uh, so just grew up in New Jersey, was, am currently in finishing up college. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to describe myself. Aren't you supposed to do that for me? I am. I just, I always <laughs> like to hear the sound bite. So, um, Hayes is uh, a very, very talented young man who uh, is is one of the most creative minds that I've had the pleasure of knowing, and I've worked with a tremendous amount of creative people. Um, I admire you in a lot of ways, even though you are nine years my 
my younger, my junior, if you will. Uh, but I do admire Hayes, and uh, Hayes has, has just recently come on, uh, as I mentioned, to be the EMG creative director. And y- your new play, we're sitting in your new playground, the EMG content studio, where we are uh, filming videos, doing podcasts, all of that stuff, and essentially making your life a living hell. Right when Brian Festa walks in and goes, "Hayes, roll the camera." Right, so uh, that's who Hayes is. Uh, born in Georgia, right? Uh, liked magic, apparently, which is a very bizarro thing. What? Kind that's of- the first thing that came to my head. See, I think there's there's a um, there's a context that I listen to podcasts in, and I feel like there's this kind of trope of like going into this, these deep inner cores so yep. i feel like my mind just like went there and was like you know i was trying to give you a branch to hold well, okay. on to in my mind does that make sense all right so let me hold on to it what about magic uh is the thing that what's the wonderment what what draws you to it who are your favorite magicians and what part of your personality comes through the same part of your personality that likes magic what uh is that personality that comes through in the day-to-day A lot of questions in there. Keep up, baby. So, because <clears throat> I'm on fire. That's right. I have more audio drops tonight. Go on. There is a small magic shop a couple miles away from my house I grew up in called Matinka's Magic Shop. And I would go there and just be like amazed at the the design and all of the, the tricks lining the walls. And there's just like something like so amazing about, you know, seeing this performance and this presentation and just knowing that there's this whole secret behind it, this whole like preparation that goes into it. Um, so I was just obsessed with, you know, learning how it's done. That's really what where it came, where it came from. So, so in other words, it's the wonderment and the awe. It's almost the moment that the trick is uh, um, revealed that get that really gets you. Yes, and I think most people, at least, you're kind of amazed at first when you start getting into magic as a kid, and the, the deeper you go into it, some people grow out of it, a lot mm-hmm. of people grow out of it, a lot of kids are obsessed with magic. I guess I would be considered one who grew out of it, but then, you know, there's people who obviously yeah. stay in magic and make it a career if they can, um, but I think that... It's weird that we're talking about this, but uh, there's this threshold where you're kind of disillusioned too much, where you kind of like let it drop off. You you learned all these tricks and you're almost like you you kind of like lose the magic. When experience. you found out, and we don't have to go deep into this, but when you found out that magic, quote unquote, wasn't real, right? That it's an illusion. Now, what is very real is the preparation of the showbiz side of it, right? But when you found out that it wasn't real, did it change for you? Was there, um, did you feel like dis- cheated at all? No, because I'll answer the second part of your first round of questions in answering this one, which is that my favorite magicians are Penn and Teller. Uh, they are a great example of, uh, they changed the, the magic landscape uh, because they revealed tricks as they performed them. They are spokespeople for the whole idea that magic can be enjoyed without 
um, keeping the illusion. You can you can tell someone how the trick is done and still be amazed by it. Mm-hmm. So it's the hard work. It, it's all the dedication and everything that goes behind the illusion. That is what's impressive and that's entertaining in its own right. Fair. So I think... It- First of all, there's two things that I want to point out here. Number one, one of the things that I want to explore with you as a creative person is just how weird you are, you know? And I think starting with magic, <laughs> that is like the perfect window into who you are. But secondly, and, I, and I'm being heartfelt and serious about this, I think there is something very telling about our inner child and what we were interested in and what we were drawn to. Uh, and who we become. So for you, it was magic. There's wonderment, there's creativity, there's showmanship. These are all things that I think that you, whether you know it or not, you're drawn to these things, and they're strong suits of yours. For me, if, if, if I were being honest with you, mine was professional wrestling. And in my adult life, the idea of production and story um, you know, and I know that professional wrestling has a certain connotation, but I have always been as an adult, why I still enjoy the product is here's a product that everyone knows is made up, right? But it continues to be this larger than life business that people buy into. And I think it's storytelling, right? And magic is storytelling. It's here's a coin. You see it. That's the beginning of the story. Now I put my hand over it. That's the middle of the story. Now it's it's gone. That's the climax. And now here's the resolution of the coin again. Mm-hmm. So it's storytelling. And I think that that's something that drew me to you is that I recognized in you a kindred spirit of someone who had a love of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Do you find that in me? <laughs> yes. And the wait, wrestling... Hold on. Wait. Wait. I have a drop. Hold on. Tell me about me. So that's amazing how you see that in wrestling. That's kind of the, the abstract draw to it for you. That's really interesting that you, that you've broken it down that way. And I totally see that in you. And and there's kind of an art to how you run a business, I think, um, because you will create these stories around a product or a service that are really become part of the product or service. Um, They blend. Does that make sense? Give me an example of what you mean. Well, the wedding industry, for example. Mm -hmm. You're currently running EMG. And something that's amazing that I've I've watched you do and everyone else here, Mike and Tom do, and everyone everyone else, um, part of the service is being there for the client and kind of being, being a friend and like being reassuring to them. And that requires a specific art in, in storytelling, like telling them a story, mm-hmm. something that they can like latch onto that is, is true. Um, and really kind of calms their hearts. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, that makes sense. I think you're tapping into something that, fascinating and why we were so to provide a little context we had just finished a video shoot here it is currently 10 30 at night and uh we were not planning on doing this but you said i'm in a weird mood we gotta and i I'm, i feel like i feel like you can hear it in my voice i'm kind of talking at a slower pace i'm i'm exhausted so maybe this is a good 
thing. Yeah, no, no, it's a it's a great thing, and that's why I turned to my partner Mike, who's also the audio engineer on these podcasts, and I said I have to get him on a mic right now because you you fascinate me because you see the world in a way that I don't, and I don't think many people do. And while it is a beautiful thing. I can't figure you the hell out, dude. You're a weird dude. I mean, I love the weirdness, you know, and I like that it's on my team, but at times it is very frustrating for me. Um, because, so let's, all right, let's breathe. Mm-hmm. Breathe with me, Hayes. Yeah. Right. Okay, good. Let's go back. You shot a video for a non-for-profit that I was doing some marketing on. This is this is how we met. This each is other. how we met. No well, first of all, can I can I just go back and address Please. what you just said? Please. I I find that as a compliment because oh, I meant it as a compliment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I think my long term goal is to be a person that notices things like in the you know notices things that other people don't. I don't know if I how well I'm doing at that, but I think that that is a good sign that you kind of see that in me. So that's kind of the long-term goal. I don't know. I feel like I'm always like when I, I'm trying to see the world in different ways and I feel like I'm preparing for this like long-term journey that I, I don't, no I don't yet. know what the destination is. Right. So let me go back to the beginning because then we're going to come up and yeah, this maybe, is how, this is how we met each other. Yeah. So, which is kind of a, it's a strange story. Yeah. It's a very strange story. So in addition to um, being a part of EMG, I am also a school teacher. However, I am also an entrepreneur, and I have a marketing business. I had that business prior to having EMG. Another teacher that I work with is also has an entrepreneurial spirit. He started a non-for-profit. He was building a school in Africa. Okay, very small world. Hayes graduated from the high school I teach at. He graduated before I started working there. Um, this teacher and I, kindred spirits, talked business. Luke Dolby. Luke Dolby. We'll name drop Luke here. Um <laughs> Who I would love to get on this podcast. Talk about you the should. world's most interesting man. And he's British, so it's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. So it'd be but magic into the mic. Luke is building a school in Africa, in addition to running a cheesing yogurt business and a batch pasteurizing business and an essential oil business. He's a fascinating mm-hmm. guy. Anyway, he, uh, through a network of colleagues that we work with, found his way to you because people knew that you did video. And uh, when I took over their their web build project, I saw this video that they were basically putting for the audience, I would say is um, like a GoFundMe type video, right? It explains yeah, so the project. The project, it's not necessarily a school. It's called Peer Village. And they're building a center in Malawi in Africa mm-hmm. near the, the capital. Uh, and it's a center that connects students in Africa to students across the world. Through broadband and, and Wi-Fi. Right. right. So that's, a, that's the bottleneck for connecting people in that region to... The rest of the world, like we obviously we can stream things. We have Wi-Fi at pretty much everywhere. Bandwidth is still kind of a rarity there. Mm-hmm. So building a center that everyone can go through, like it's and the access, funnel right. to the rest of the world. It's peer-to-peer learning. But yeah. let's not go that educational route. Sure. Let me go back but to I think this it's video. Im- right. It is, to give the context. And I'll put this the video, video up. The video does explain I'll put the this. video up so people can see it. So I see the video because I have to place it on their website and figure out how to market it. And I look at it. And not only did I think that it was very well done from a a shooting perspective and editing perspective, but the thing that drew me to it was the storytelling, that you understood that the message here was to explain to people what it is, why it is, and and what its value was. And there was a storytelling, and I immediately 
I'll never forget this. Said, who did that video? So I get introduced to you. We start talking. I use you for some other marketing um, clients that I have. And slowly but surely, I start to fold you into EMG. And now here we are, uh, summer of 2019, and you are a full-time employee here, uh, at least for the summer before you go back to school, because you are still very young. That was also something that caught me off guard. I saw this product and I said, you know, who did this video? And I was expecting like an adult and I got this overgrown man baby named Hayes Michael Walsh, <laughs> right? Who Could you grow a beard if you had to? I have never grown a beard before. Uh, that wasn't is, the question. Um, my question I, No, is, I couldn't. I can't. You can't. No. Yeah, because you're an overgrown man baby. Yeah, I, yeah. I have. I have exactly it. It's a weird phase. So hopefully one day. I'll be able to. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so I see this thing. We get put in touch. Okay, really great. I think you suffer from something that I've uh, seen in others, and that is your talent hasn't your your age and wisdom has not caught up to your talent yet. So because of that, not that you asked me to, but I feel almost like a little a bit of a mentor to you. I don't think you feel that way about me, Hayes. And that's why I'm always joking because I'm uh, every idea that I come up with, you find some way to to just crap on, and I love that because it pushes me to be better. But you know, when you said, "Hey, I have to like," I was the one who said, "You have to get more professional. You have to protect yourself. You have to create a business entity." We spent time on the phone, and I was helping you set up your business and this and that. So I feel like uh, right before we hit record on this podcast, what what put us in this weird place tonight was. Um, you said, I feel like there's a love-hate relationship going on. And I said, yeah, it's all love from me and all hate from you. So here's my question to you. What's going on, Hayes? What's going on? To answer that, I have to go back like a year. Go ahead. I dropped out of a school and I moved to Brooklyn, New York and lived alone. Well, not alone, but I lived on my own with my girlfriend and my friend. Um, without, you know, financial support or whatever. Um, and I remember kind of, it was kind of like a low dip. And I remember kind of like getting myself mentally back into the game. Like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do, I'm going to do what young people should do, you know? And I remember saying to my, to my friends, like, you know, like this summer, this is last summer. I like want to find a mentor. I, I like want a mentor. You know, like that's something I want. you right. And, um, they're like, you know, you don't just, you don't just like force a mentorship. You know, you can't force that. You can't just go out there. You can't shop for one. It is something that kind of happens, you know, organically. And so now I'm here and I'm working with all of, all of you guys and with you closely because you're running marketing and everything. And I disagree because I actually do think that I see you as a mentor. Mm-hmm. Because I've learned a lot from you, and any like friction, <laughs> any friction or disagreements that I that I um, uh, will, uh, you know, if I ever object to any of your ideas, I actually think that that's a good thing. And I, I do too. Yeah, because I, I honestly do. That's how that's how any collaboration I've ever done uh, with anyone, uh, any like healthy collaboration, it's it's come through. That, that back and forth and like those slight disagreements and um, it kind of creates something new, you know? Also, I'm the, I'm a devil, I'm an ENTP personality type, 16 personalities, which is the devil's advocate. And it drives every, everyone close to me crazy because I literally, I can attest. 
yeah. I can definitely attest. Um, I literally, that's, that's like part of my personality. It's very weird. Like that's like my, that's well, my no. default mode. Fine. So it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. There's validation. But I also think that. <laughs> Wait, here comes the part where you call me an asshole. Wait, go on. Right, right, right. Ready? Um, no, 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 not. That's not. That's later. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I feel like the people who I disagree with the most, I um, will be like a yes man to be like, oh yeah, that's nice. That's, mm-hmm. that's a good idea. But with you, you come with this idea and I know you're serious too. Like that's the other thing is I feel like it's very um, easy. Ideas are very easy, but execution is, is where everything That's happens. That's where people fall off. Absolutely. And you, this summer, for example, you built this studio, you changed everything in here. You're, you're changing the business structure. That's a whole other podcast to talk about mm-hmm. how you're changing the game, but you're making, you're doing, you're, there's a lot of movement happening under the current. Like this is the, all the content that's being pushed out. This is like the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot happening. So I respect that so much. Like all the, the, the execution. So like, I think it's really easy to to people who come with ideas that are just empty ideas. Um, it's really easy to be like, oh yeah, that's nice, that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. come back when you like have something tangible, you know. And every I wonder, idea. Do you feel yeah. like almost like if, if I walk in here and you're editing something, and you know it's two o'clock on a Tuesday, and I go, hey, I got this idea. Do you almost feel uh, that you better like talk to me quickly about it because you know what's going to happen? Yeah, because I hate. I hate walking in at the 11th hour mm-hmm. uh, for something. And just obviously you can't really give any, fe- it's hard to give feedback on a project that is almost done mm-hmm. because you really can't change it or influence it. It just becomes a review. You know, it's not like a yeah, feedback fair, that fair. actually gets built into something, you know, so in something tangible. So actually that that's probably it. It's, it's that like catch the idea early. So like you can kind of like, um, yeah, and my my incubation my incubation period for ideas is very yeah. short. But any every time I hear you or come, you know, you're walking in, there's always like something new. Yeah, and you know, literally it's gonna, always, <laughs> you're like, and that's another yeah. late night. So, <laughs> right. um, I you know, it's a fascinating thing, and I don't know if people will, you know, look. These spotlights are supposed to be for the the artists and the and the um, mm-hmm. not that you're not an artist, but I mean like the musicians and the the quote unquote event talent that people will be mm-hmm. getting. Um, and who knows, maybe they are getting you with video. But for me, selfishly, I think this is going to be an interesting time capsule for you and I, mm-hmm. because you've never had a mentor before, and I've never been old enough to be a mentor, right? So we're both going through this together, and I think it's really very, very interesting. And I don't know, I'll let you know t- 10, 20, 30 years from now when I have had other mentees, mentees yeah. you know, but... Apprentice uh, is it a is it an apprentice whatever that's the magic is it supposed to be this frustrating you can't answer that you don't know I don't know the, uh, here's what I find frustrating about you and this is a big one <laughs> and there's not it's there's there's nothing you or I can do about this you and I come from culturally different backgrounds true and so you're very, you're very Italian yeah gee I think the audience <laughs> knows that at this point but um. There is a certain reverence that I think um, I expect from someone younger who I feel I'm mentoring that I don't think you, I know that you don't ever mean anything in a disrespectful way. And, I, and I'm not talking about our, um, 
disagreements over creative projects, but just certain things. And I'm learning the ebbs and flows of that. You know, my my two partners here, uh, Brian, everybody's Italian, right? So we 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 have that cultural background that when we talk to each other, there's a, a certain cultural shorthand that we know back and forth. And you and I don't have that. So you add that into this um, this relationship that we have. And I think that's the friction maybe. I don't know if you've ever stopped to process that. Yeah, I, I have. I have because you guys are all very Italian. Like, and I, I don't know. I, I'm not Italian. I'm Irish and Canadian. So there's very different cultural norms, family cultural norms. And this company is very much like a family. So that's kind of why it, why the, the Italian culture kind of comes out. Like your parents are here pretty much like every day. <laughs> Tommy's parents were here. Tommy's, Tommy's parents were here. Mike's dad is like the the office fan girl. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Brian's yeah. sister works here. Right. No, yeah. it literally is a family. That's yeah. that's it's very true. So um I'm kind of absorbing that and getting used to that. Um do you feel yeah. a part of it? Yeah. I think slowly. I am, mm-hmm. but I'm like that weird cousin that's <laughs> <laughs> that they don't, you know, no one exactly knows how to communicate with. Yeah, but I think you, I think you feel that more than we feel that. Maybe, maybe I'm being hyper. Like I'm really thinking about it right now because yeah. we're on this podcast. Right. But I think I don't think the other guys view you like that. Right. But so just food for thought. Well, that's an that's an interesting um, view because this is a very specific business uh, and and cultural culture and i i don't really know what it's like for you know people who are listening who have other work environments um Mm -hmm. that are not as there's not as much of like a family camaraderie Mm -hmm. and not being like not originally being a part of the family kind of like stepping in is like a peripheral um additive almost like there's kind of a bit of um adjusting that happens so that's an interesting dynamic that i don't know how common that is right so um, fair right so let me go back to this how did you get into film i well i i started when i was very young so i was around like eight or nine years old when i started to kind of discover videos so i use this little point and shoot flip me no camera to make these silly little videos with my friends which were like one take we would you know do edits in camera or Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it was very it was very raw so i just kind of was obsessed with that and kept growing started making youtube videos with another friend who has been like a great collaborator with me even to this day and we started to uh grow a bit of a following on YouTube. Nothing crazy, but just, it was a lot for 14, 15 year old kids. Started making short films, feature length films, and stopped the whole YouTube short form video, uh, which is kind of how I started making, making videos, making the moving image. And so now I'm in this weird crossroads where I went to school initially for film and I was going to, you know, I had the dream of being a traditional writer director um, in the industry and I was a little bit disillusioned by the film program at my old school. And what school was that? uh, Emerson College. Okay. Um, Great school. I met great people. That's up in Boston, right? Yeah. Yep. So I just, 
um, it, it wasn't really for me, like that traditional route. So I kind of feel like I've dropped off and I'm, I'm kind of like observing that dream, that kind of path from a distance right now. And I'm kind of learning to be patient with that and trying to get back into making things for myself. Um, but all that while I was making videos, marketing material uh, for a variety of bands, brands and... Like You've you been said. at EMG too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking of, talking about bands and stuff. Yeah, is that what um, we all sound like to you? Can, actually, you know, Brian's you, Brian's like that. You know, he's like he's like kind of like this. He's like he's like Hayes, Hayes, hit record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you imitate like an office conversation between the two of us and yeah, keep it PG for the audience? <sighs> like, just you walk out into the office. What's happening on you know Wednesday afternoon here at EMG? Well, you. Everyone was describing how they their softball swing that's true was right. Yeah. So you were, uh, you know, going, oh hey, you know, uh, this <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what am I from the twenties? What <laughs> hey yeah here hey see see the Vodafone see the Vodafone here yeah, hey no um it's difficult without some maybe we should have a conversation back and forth yeah I feel like today was pretty good because Tommy's dad was here. Who's grew up in like inner, like I don't even know where is it Jersey City. It's like I feel somewhere. like I feel like I've taken on certain like you uh, have mannerisms. Like for example, I you know Tommy Tom Senior was here. Yeah, Tom Kimbuz's father, <laughs> and he they brought bagels, and I was like cutting this bagel, and I <laughs> go ahead. He's watching me cut this everything bagel, and I'm really digging into it, and all the seeds and stuff are falling off of it, and they're, it's just littering the plate. Like, yeah, right. and, I, and I just. I'm like, <laughs> I just go, and I say this in an Italian accent pretty much. Yeah, I'm like, and by the time I'm done with this, it's going to be a plain bagel. <laughs> <laughs> and he just laughs. I was like, yes, I won him over. <laughs> you were feeling the pure pressure of the uh, community. Here. I guess so. But in hindsight, I, that was definitely like this. Uh, I was using my hands and everything. Was like, wow. But I honestly feel like I feel I am rewatching The Sopranos. Or yeah. not rewatching. Me too. I'm I just finished. The, it. I'm watching actually for the first time. Sorry. You've never seen it. I never seen it. Never what seen are you it. up to? I'm like, like in the se- second season. Ugh, I've, I've as a filmmaker, it. you have it's amazing. To, it's I'm amazing. It. You, know, you don't have to convince me. I'm, I'm, I'm in, not. In the middle. I'm just trying to ha- see. This is that thing. This is the. This is the. The friggin' <laughs> friction that I'm talking about. I should just shut up and listen. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, right, right, right. Let the elder daddy's talk. talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, no, it's an amazing, amazing, mm-hmm. amazing series. We can talk about that off mic. We don't have to bore people with it. Yeah. So, so, l- so let me go back to this. So mm-hmm. you dabble with film, uh, and then you said I'm gonna. What made you want to pursue that in college, like as a as an actual career? Did you not realize how difficult it was? I did, but I had I have very supportive parents, and they've really nurtured a lot of like creativity. So, uh, what, can I ask something? Yeah. What was your um, what's your home life like? What's your relationship like with your parents? I love my parents. They're it's great. Um, I I have the same kind of like friction that like with my dad, yeah, like with you, like we kind of get into like we bicker and stuff like that. But it's it's obviously like loving and everything. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think like all families, there's, there's like, you know, periods of turbulence, there's periods of where it's just like, everything's great right now. We're just in like this, you know, mm-hmm. great moment. Like 
a lot of my my siblings are going through very interesting periods of their life. My sister just graduated from high school, and my brother's about to be a senior in high school. So it's a, it's a good time. It's a good time to be home because really, once you leave the nest, so to speak, off the college, the percentage of time you spend with your parents on average just diminishes. Like the chunk of time that you spend with your parents during your life, pretty much has already happened from. Zero to eighteen. Unless you're me. Unless you're you, where which they, you're basically they, they're here every day. They literally live up my rectum, Hayes. Mm-hmm. I love my parents too, you know. Yeah. But see, this is if you were Italian, you could look forward to this. Tommy's dad literally just sat in the office today. He did. He just <laughs> yeah. literally. He just, didn't have anything to do. He just sat here. Yeah. He but was quiet. Respect. He was great. And every once in a while, he'd walk up and be like, "You guys hungry?" And I love that. Yeah. Because I was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> you know. He was on your. He was keeping track. Yeah. My dad shows up and literally goes, what are we having for lunch? You know, I mean, right, that's, right. I love it. So so that's that's another cultural difference. Like, I, I think, yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of savoring this time with my parents because it's a very unique time. Um, and I, I want to, I, I, both my parents, once they were grown up, they moved to a different state. They didn't really, they don't, they didn't spend a lot of time with their parents as they were, they were adults. They tried to see them as much, as much as they could, but uh, I think I would like to change that and see them as you know more frequently. See, that's that's a glimpse of the worldliness that you have um, that I admire, you know. And so it, it, it you you fascinate me in just so many ways because there's things where I'm like, how's this kid not see this? But then in other ways, you have that worldliness, you know. Let's come back to this idea of family when. Uh, Mike Carleo is talking to clients. He always says, we're like a family here. And it sounds so salesy, but I mean, literally it's true, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Sammy, the lead singer of my band, Cityscape, is married to Tommy, who's my business partner here at EMG, whose dad just sits here and like brings in bagels. And it's, it's a phenomenal thing. Um, while Brian's sister is at the desk and Brian's at his desk. And we talk about this idea of you being part of the EMG family. And I think I feel a certain responsibility because I brought you in here. Um, And I think the thing that uh, I'm driven by fear a lot. I don't know if you are. We can talk about that. Isn't everyone driven by fear? No, I don't think a lot of people are in my experience. I I personally am. am, Okay. Fear is not the right word. I disagree. All right. But I'm going to shut up because you're you're older than me. So yeah. 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 Bow down. (laughs) But... Not not um not fear. I'm driven by anxiety, right. right? And so, which I would say is a form of fear. Yeah. Yes. Fear fear of a of regret in the future. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think the anxiety of oh my god, we're gonna lose Hayes. He's not gonna be here. Like instead regret in of, the future. Yeah. But instead, thank you for explaining to me what anxiety is, Hayes, because I had no idea. You explained what an EP was today, and I was saying to Mike, like, doesn't don't most people know what an EP is? No, but Hayes, hey. most people don't. Okay, don't no, wow. you don't, no no yeah, you don't get to touch my sound <laughs> drop button. Um, I I live this anxiety of oh my god, we're gonna lose Hayes, this and that, and it's not stopping to say. Let's enjoy what we have right now. I, that's a problem for me. I can't stay still in the moment. I'm working on it, Hayes. Right? But uh, you don't. You have that sort of nonchalant. This is a cultural thing. You have that nonchalant, carefree, just kind of walk around. And I don't know where the hell you are half the time. I don't mean physically. I mean mentally. You know. 
Um, and that's why I wanted to sit down with you here and say, where the hell are you? And uh, so where are you? Let me address the first thing, which is that um, I'm really like, I think there's a really bright future w- with myself and EMG and all of you guys, because you guys are all like growing and like growing so fast. And like, I'm obviously young and I also, you know, respond to that, that like growth and a little bit of that, like uncertainty and excitement. And uh, so I think, I don't think you have to be too anxious about that. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Uh, Money. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Um, um, but the second, where am I? Um, I think a lot of people in my life have asked me that uh, in the last couple of years. So I don't know the answer, really. Um, Are you okay with not knowing the answer, or does it drive you insane? I, I think I'm a, I'm anxious. I'm I have a, I have anxiety as well. I'm learning how to be patient and. Part of being patient, how that comes into practice is like kind of uh, learning how to uh, control the, uh, you know, internal mind mm-hmm. and not let anxiety uh, run, you know, run, am- run amok or run rampant, whatever. Before we got on mic, you, so we, f- we did this video with a couple here this evening. It'll be coming out. I don't know if it'll be out before or after this podcast. I'm sure I'll link it in. Uh, so people can can see that video. But you watched two videos before the couple got here, um, and those were your inspiration pieces. And you started to say, I'm in a weird mood. And there was almost like a, a tinge of anger. And I said, what? I said, put those headphones on, and let's sit down and talk, uh, and let's save it for when we're here. What's up with that? Do you – explain what was happening there. So part of my role here – in the content studio and part of the reason why you you y'all have brought me on is to come up with creative ways to uh create like marketing material marketing marketing content and just you know telling stories that's really what we're trying to do you know and so one idea and one experiment that we just did like i'll just kind of elaborate on this because it's, it's relevant go ahead um is we a lot of the videos we were making are were focused on the bands and the DJs, the product, but not so much on the client or the customer. And so I wanted to flip the script and and see what it would look like to base a piece of content around the story of a couple. And so um, we brought a couple in here as in, to, to run an experiment. Uh, we don't necessarily know how I don't necessarily know how the content is gonna how how the you know the story is going to work out, um, but. They, it was, I, I showed Carleo this earlier. It, it, it was a little, it was inspired by these two different, very different pieces of video. One was more of like a, a stop motion film and another one was this canned like uh, magazine, <laughs> uh, like video, like interview. And so I wanted to make a combination of both of those things. So I think what I was frustrated about now that I'm thinking about it is this, thing that I'm like struggling with as like a, a creative, like a young creative is um, the balance between uh, like inspiration and original work. 
So I I really don't think that really anything <laughs> is original. Like everything's kind of a remix. That's that's been said a million times in a million ways. Well, um, that's the artist in you. You you are on this constant path to be original. And I'm like, don't reinvent the wheel, right? Right. right. So what I don't your, think I don't think I'm trying to reinvent the wheel too much, though. No, you're not. But was your anger or was that watching that because hello this was a wildly successful first go of this thing the couple was fantastic right they opened up on camera which is so hard to do if you're not used to it they walked out of here everybody's high-fiving and we walk in and you're in a weird mood so are you in a weird mood were you in a weird mood because a you feel like you're uh, gonna copy carbon copy an idea or is it B, you're frustrated because you don't feel like whatever you're going to turn out will live up to your two inspiration pieces? It's more like I I see the finished product in an abstract way in my head. Okay. And I don't... Uh, it's difficult to get there. It's difficult to... That's really what... Um, that's what I was trying to do. Was, was to cr- I combined? I, I took those two pieces of inspiration, com- you know, combined them in my head, and was trying to create what I thought that was. Mm-hmm. And it's you know we're still in the middle of that project, so we don't know the result of that. But I was just a little bit. Um, I was going over my head the internal shot list to see if I was missing anything. So that kind of made me a little anxious. So it's kind of I don't know. It's um. So you, so moral of the story is you need to be medicated. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. I think it was very... um, I think it really comes together in the edit, and there's this period after I shoot something, and when the edit is finished, where it's just really... There's a lot of uncertainty, and... uh, um, Do you breathe a sigh of relief when an edit is done and comes out the way you want it? Oh, yeah, of course. I I think editing something is, like, really... It's kind of stressful because all it really is is decision making. Constant. Mental, it's exhausting. It's, it's mentally exhausting yeah. because it's just decision making. Um, uh, and so um, that's. You're like a live living bandersnatch. That's a little Netflix reference for everybody right there. Black Mirror. Wow. You want to punch me in the face. <laughs> no, well, I, I just I, I got the reference now. We are coming to a close here, Hayes. So yeah. you, let's recap. Right. You're a Georgia peach right. living in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. You're constantly searching for the answer, right? You're you're almost you're at odds with me, your mentor, but you're also at odds with you yourself, right? right. What? How old are you? Uh, twenty two. You're twenty two. Five years from now, when you're twenty seven, mm-hmm. what does twenty two year old Hayes want to say to twenty seven year old Hayes about where you are right now? You're, I think you're almost there. Wow. So we're going to have to look back and see if you are almost there. Yeah. And I hope, yeah. What I, wanna, I don't know what that means. No, so. what I want to say, <laughs> what I want to say to 23 year old Hayes is, right. are you still here? Yeah. You know, like, are you here, Hayes? Like here? No, or here? physically yeah. in this office right. one year from now. Right. Who knows? But your content that you turn out for EMG, I know is, is great. And who knows? A lot of clients are asking, wedding videos, are you going to do it? What's, what's the best piece yeah. of content, in your opinion, that you've turned out? Best video for, life, EM, uh, for EMG. In your life and for EMG. 
Well, the the film, I most. Well, that's 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 uh, you know you you said content. Does Sorry. that mean what's yeah. okay? What's the best piece of content you've turned out for EMG? Right. Okay. Good. Simplify. Um, See what I mean? This kid. <laughs> this kid is constantly. Oh my god. Yeah. What excites me about all the content that I'm making for EMG is that I'm currently like growing and developing a style. So almost every single video that I have made for you guys has been, I've tried something new, whether it be using a mm-hmm. new tool, new piece of equipment that kind of elevates the game or, or a new like editing style. Like you guys have, you have given me the freedom to play around with that. That's on purpose as well too. Yeah. And part of it drives me nuts because you'll come up with a video edit and I'll be like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. And all I need you to do is replicate that 12 times. Right. It's hard. It's really hard for me. Cause I know that it's like, I want you to run free and experiment. Mm. Cause some, you, you've done a couple of things in the past week that I love the spirit of trying, but I felt have been misses, mm. but I, it's okay. You know what yeah. I mean? And, but that's really difficult to stand by. Yeah, and I know. I know what you're talking about. And I, I think that was a miss too, but that's the whole idea of, a, of an experiment is yeah. like, just quickly fail quickly and then move on to the next thing. Yeah, and you're only failing on my dime. So what right. do you care? Right. <laughs> what do you care? You know? But I appreciate that. Okay, so you didn't answer the question, Hayes. What's your favorite video? One singular favorite video that you've done for us? Because I want to throw it out for the people to see. The next one. <laughs> Such a creative. <laughs> What's your favorite fun- thing that you've ever done creatively in your in your life? If I had a cricket Fuck. sound drop right now, <laughs> I would just play it. I mean, I'm very proud of uh, the, I made a film when I was in high school called Shutterflies, which was like my first real film. And I, you know, uh, co-wrote and directed it and also acted in it. And I was very, that was a big moment for me because it really gave me a lot of confidence moving forward. Um, uh, And in just knowing that you can really put your heart into something and get positive feedback in the world that was a great feeling, and I want to replicate that in the future. Hayes Michael Walsh, you've said it all. You've said yeah, it all. Thank you. But you're not getting out of here before a little segment we like to call Quick Questions. Are you ready for this? Quick Questions, yeah. Quick. <laughs> That's you. That's the voice. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yeah. It's got to be quick. Get right Let's on do mic. It. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? What's your favorite thing in your closet right now? My new shirt with oranges on it. Do you have any pets? No. What's your favorite movie ever? Magnolia by Paul Thomas Anderson. Describe yourself as a teenager in three words and quick, Hayes. Fun, uh, beautiful, and pretty. What's your... <laughs> what? Those, those terrible. What's your biggest pet peeve? When people ask me questions quickly. <laughs> Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Milk chocolate. If you could be from any other decade or era, what would it be? 1970s. Why? Because it's it'd be interesting. Wait, can you go, can you go into the future? What? No. Okay. <laughs> if, if you weren't, uh, no, I don't like that question. If you could be from, no, I asked that question. Damn it! What's on your iPod playlist right now? 
a lot of jazz music. I'm getting into jazz music because I'm listening to Adrian the Park Avenue Horns. It's a great jazz section. What a plug. Yeah. Did he pay you to say that? No. <laughs> uh, final question. If you were getting married tomorrow, what would your entertainment package look like? I would get a band and a DJ, probably Cityscape as my uh, a band, and probably... Brian Festa as my DJ. Oh, he's going to love that. <laughs> Hayes, you've said it all. Thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at mhayeswalsh. Uh, yeah, that's... And, and Hayes Walsh on YouTube. Thank you, Hayes. You have yourself a great day. Thank you. It's nighttime. All right, so that was the interview. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, I, as I always will, put up all of the things that we talked about on elegantmusicgroup.com slash show notes. You'll be able to see uh, Shutterflies, Hayes' first film, uh, the video for Pure Village, um, you know, the project we met on. And even though he didn't pick one, I'm going to put up a few of my favorite videos that Hayes has edited for EMG. Thank you, and we will see you guys next week. You can find us at elegantmusicgroup.com or on Instagram at Elegant Music Group.